so many people just are on their phones and computers so often and like the core of who we are as humans is more connected with nature than it is with technology so the more time you spend in nature the more balanced and centered you can be and the more in touch with your soul and uh, i just think there's just so many benefits to spending more time in nature so i encourage everybody to get out there as often as they can hi i'm reed singh and welcome to the trip outside podcast on this show i interview local guides and outdoor industry experts to uncover the best outdoor travel spots and epic outdoor activities before we jump in i have a quick favor to ask you if you enjoy the show please leave us a comment and let us know what you liked or what you'd like to hear next our goal is to help answer all of your outdoor adventure travel questions i hope you enjoy the show Hi everyone, I'm excited to share my conversation today with Robin Bearstock. Robin is a founder of Hiking in the Rockies, a trip outside partner based out of Denver, Colorado. Robin's a Chicago native and has since lived in different parts of Colorado for the last 17 years. I enjoyed learning a lot about Robin's life and her business transition towards following her true passion for nature and the outdoors. After growing a successful copper imports business, she decided to sell that business and instead follow her passion for the outdoors and take people hiking through Airbnb experiences. One hiking experience turned into four and soon she could not keep up with the demand of people wanting to join her on her favorite hiking trails. Robin and her team lead hiking experiences to help beginners and experienced hikers to get outdoors on hikes all around Denver all year round. Mostly her appreciation for nature comes through so strongly throughout the show. We talked a lot about nature bats, outdoor education, getting started with an outdoor business, and the power of unplugging from technology and plugging into nature. Robin and her team offer personalized hiking experiences to make sure that you have a hiking trip that's custom created for you and your needs. I learned a lot about day hikes that are super accessible on a short trip from Denver. And I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Super excited to have you on today. Thanks for um, doing what you're doing, first of all. And I'm really interested to you know, kick it off by just learning about how you ended up starting um, Hiking in the Rockies and what was your progression. I know we chatted a little bit about this last time, but for anyone that's inspired of to make hiking, or whatever their outdoor activity is to be a way of life that pays for their lifestyle. I'm sure a lot of people are very interested in how that happens and what your journey was about getting started. Sure. Um, yeah, so I have had the entrepreneurial spirit for a long time and started different businesses over the years. And I finally had a successful business where I was importing copper housewares from India and selling on Amazon and selling a bunch of copper mugs and other copper housewares and other metals and logoed and personalized products with an engraving machine and also customized at the factories during manufacturing. And after going to India a couple of times and seeing the manufacturing process, I didn't really feel great about it. it there's a, a lot of pollution involved in metals manufacturing 
And I didn't feel like I could tell these factories how to run their business when they've been doing it for generations. So um, wasn't feeling great about it and decided eventually to sell the business. And after selling the business, I was in a position where I didn't really know what I was doing with my life. And so I went into three different directions. Uh, one of them was in real estate, the other in e-commerce consulting, and then the third was starting this hiking business, which I didn't know that I was actually starting a business at the time, but I heard about Airbnb experiences and I had been an Airbnb host renting out the basement apartment of my house for a long time. And I knew that I loved hiking, so I thought I would put up a experience listing and take people with me. And I uh, started out small and then got busier and busier. And also during that time, I got my wilderness first aid training and educated myself as much as I could about facts and fun things to share with hikers and uh, hired a, a co-guide and then hired a few more co-guides and expanded marketing channels and then yeah, turned into a nice business and uh, um, it still gives me a lot of flexibility. I can guide as many days as I want and then I have my other guides who also want to guide as much as some of them want to guide more some less and we can arrange it for their schedule uh, and yeah everybody seems to really enjoy the work and the hikers seem to really enjoy the experience I feel like it's a very rewarding business because it it inspires people to connect with nature and get outside and exercise and I strongly believe that makes people healthier and happier more time you spend connecting with nature. So um, yeah, it's been really rewarding business and uh, I look forward to continue with it for many more years. That's amazing. Uh, that's so interesting. It seems like the copper business was doing really well. It was uh, doing well, yeah. So having to make the decision to stop or sell something that is, that's such a that must not have been an easy decision to to do that. Yeah, it wasn't an easy decision, but at the time I said I would put it on the market, put up the listing, and if it sells, great. If not, I, I'm okay to continue to run it. And then there was a buyer. So that's awesome. What year yeah. was this when uh, when you kind of transitioned out of the e-commerce, your own e-commerce, not the consulting, and then starting the Airbnb uh, experiences? That was 2016, 2017. Okay, so still early on when experiences were still kind of new to Airbnb. Yeah, I was actually one of the very first Airbnb experience hosts in Denver when they launched my my listing was one of the few that was available. I submitted, I had was on a vacation in Hawaii and saw Airbnb experiences there and I hadn't launched in Denver yet, but because I was already a host at my house, there was an option in the Airbnb portal to submit an experience idea. And so I put together the listing and they said, we'll let you know when the program launches in Denver. So I was lucky to be one of the first to the market here. That's super cool. And so you would have people that were staying with you and they would possibly use that as an add-on to go for a hike with you? Uh, yeah, is that how it kind of initially kicked off? Well, the overlap is pretty rare. Um, Mostly people are just staying at any Airbnb in the Denver area, and then Airbnb sends them a message saying, check out these experiences you can do. And because 
I started earlier, I, my experience always had a lot more reviews and I, because I had help with the co-guides, I had a lot of availability on the calendar. So um, yeah, a lot of people would see that as an option of something to do while in Denver. And that's awesome. And you would just, uh, how did you decide like what hike to take this person on or um, go around that process? It was it just kind of all very custom deciding on based on the person's fitness level and time or how, or did you have like select hikes and packages that they could pick from? Well, my main listing is a two to four hour hike within an hour's drive from Denver for all abilities, but we cater more towards the beginner hiker because most people who aren't a beginner hiker will likely go hiking on their own. So most of our clients are, well, the, the majority are from like Florida and Texas and don't have much experience hiking. So, but people are from all over and sometimes we do have people who have plenty of experience and just want to go hiking with a local. So we do switch it up a lot, but I have a handful of hikes that I think are like the best crowd pleasers in the area and doable for people who aren't used to hiking, aren't used to the elevation, uh, but still very enjoyable for people who are, are very fit and, um, and could be doing longer, harder hikes. They'll still have a good time. Yeah, that's awesome. What are, um, that's great that you're, it's so convenient within Denver. And, you know, yeah. that's one of the great things about Denver is you don't have to travel, you know, extremely far to find some really epic hikes. Right. Um, where, where are some of the places that you go? What are some of your favorite places that you, that you like to go when, when you have the opportunity around Denver? So there's trails around Golden, Evergreen, Idaho Springs, and Indian Hills, and Boulder as well. Those are all areas that have great hikes that are easy day, half day or day trips from Denver, uh, under an hour's drive. And uh, yeah, you can, we can stay at lower elevations if we're concerned about people not having a harder time breathing, any health issues. And then we can go to the higher elevation hikes if it's like a great, great weather day and everybody is up for a little bit more of an adventure. Got it. Yeah. That's, um, you know, you take that for granted, the elevation and, you know, how much impact it has as soon as somebody lands and wants to like go out and do something. So you have to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, I see that you also do Rocky mountain as well. So, um, is that just a different further trip or more custom or is that? There's a lot of confusion with Rocky Mountain National Park. People think that if you go into the Rocky Mountains, you're going to Rocky Mountain National Park. But yeah. Rocky Mountains are a huge mountain range that span from Canada to New Mexico. So all of our hikes are in the Rocky Mountains. We rarely go to Rocky Mountain National Park unless we have a special request or a private group. Um, mostly Got because it. it's like more of a, a long drive. You have to wait in line to get into the park you often have to take shuttle buses around and it's really crowded there and um, becomes more of like a, a driving experience than a hiking experience so uh, yeah, it yeah is it's a more like waiting wonderful in, waiting in lots of lines experience yeah not, not necessarily i mean if you go at the right time and midweek and uh it doesn't have to be waiting in line but we just prefer to stick a little bit closer to Denver. So we get more time for hiking and less time for driving. Sure. 
Um, I love what you're doing. Just taking the barrier of entry out for, for beginners. Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter who you are. You can just kind of show up and, and it seems like you'll help them figure out all the things that need to be done to, you know, before they can get out for a hike. So I'm curious about, um, you know, what are some of the common questions that you get from people that are, you know, brand new to hiking or what are some of the challenges that you think people face before, you know, getting into uh, this activity? Um, yeah, people are definitely concerned about the elevation and it affects people so differently. Some people don't notice it at all. Other people think they're totally fit and healthy and then they get to the higher elevation and can barely breathe. So uh, I, I encourage people, if they're worried, to not go hiking on their first day in Denver, to wait two or three or four days, as many days as they can, to acclimatize. If they're coming from sea level, Denver's at 5280 elevation, but that 5280 elevation. And then when you go hiking, it's usually at seven to 12,000 feet elevation in the mountains near Denver. So uh, spending some time at 5,000 is definitely going to help you out once you get to eight, nine, 10, 11,000 feet elevation. So um, yeah, being taking some time to acclimatize is helpful for some people, but other people don't even really need to. And then do you, um, do you feel like the people that go hiking for the first time, have you had a lot of people that have never been hiking in their, in their life before and yeah. their first experience? Yes, definitely. Yeah. And they love it. Uh, and, and we love taking them out there. Um, yeah. Just the experience of the fresh air of Colorado and the views and connecting with nature, everybody just gets this like newfound sense of excitement for life. Yeah, that's what I was really interested in. Uh, interested in hearing is, you know, what what do you see is um, their impact before and after, and and their what they love about hiking? Because I personally absolutely love it. It's like such a different activity for us. Uh, you know, we mountain bike, snowboard, uh, do fast activities, but anytime we can get out for a hike, it's such a different experience, and that mm -hmm. you don't get from some of the other activities, even trail running. Um, you get Hold to on. see things differently, you know, slowing, not necessarily you have to go hike slow, but being able to slow down really allows you to see the nature around you, the mushrooms, the vegetation, flowers, that you don't get a chance um, if you're just moving fast and thinking right. fast, which your brain is going to have to for doing some of those more, a little bit more adventurous um, activities. Um, yeah, for sure. Hiking can be very relaxing and really good exercise at the same time. And meditative, you know, you can make it what you want. You, you can go pretty hard and hike fast and time yourself or you can chill out and take your time. Uh, so yeah, I love how relaxing hiking can be. Mountain biking and snowboarding. Yeah, those are fun, but there's also a lot of stress involved with all the gear and the intensity. But yeah, hiking, you just can kind of go with the flow and relax and enjoy your time in nature. Absolutely. Um, what are some of your personal favorite hikes as a, as a Colorado uh, resident? When you're not working and what do you look forward to? What areas, what mountains? That's a loaded question because you have a ton to, to pick from. But what are some of the things that come to mind? 
Well, I used to live in Vail and hiking through the aspen trees around Vail can be really magical. There's a trail between, between Beaver Creek and Arrowhead called Village to Village Trail and you're kind of hiking through a tunnel of aspen trees. And then in the fall, those aspen trees change colors, they turn yellow. So you have the pine trees that are green and aspen trees are yellow and some other trees turning red and orange and uh, just kind of beautiful palette of colors. Uh, and also there's a trail up by Vale called um, Booth Falls that has some amazing wildflowers and uh, yeah, around Minturn, tons of great hiking through the Aspens and again, like through a tunnel of Aspens, it's really amazing. But around Denver, there are some amazing hikes too. My favorite one around Denver is called Chief Mountain. And you end up at 11,700 feet elevation with 360 degree views at the top. You can see oh, wow. six different 14,000 foot peaks on a clear day. And uh, the hike itself is takes about two to three or four hours, depending on your pace. So um, get, you get a lot of amazing views by without having it be too difficult of a trail. And then I love the two to four hour hike length because then afterwards you can feel energized instead of exhausted and you can still enjoy the rest of your day even into the later night or whatever you wanna do. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, not, you know, two to four hours enough to let you enjoy everything without wrecking you. Yeah, enough to let you, that you feel like you earned your drinks right. or your ice cream, but you can still enjoy it and don't feel like you have to be stuck to the couch for the rest of the day. Right. Um, so which one is the, the, I'm really curious about the hike to Glacier and the lake. That hike is called St. Mary's Glacier. Okay. St. Mary's, it's a really nice hike, but it also gets very crowded. So we're, we're picky about when we go. I wouldn't want to take a group there on the weekend because it's just so crowded. Uh, but it's really nice hike, a rocky hike, a little bit on the steeper side, but pretty short, only is like three quarters of a mile to get to a gorgeous lake. And then there's a glacier above the lake that some called also a snow field. I guess, according scientifically, it's not really a glacier. It's more of a snow field, but it has a lot of glacial characteristics. And um, it's one of the few places where you can easily reach snow all year round. So when you're hiking that area in the middle of the summer, you might see people hiking up and skiing down and um yeah just super fun oh that is super fun so are you guys uh speaking of the seasonal is it mostly only in the summer that you're doing the tours or in your off in the winter yeah. or are you we doing do tours all year or... round yeah we we change up what hikes we go on like in, in the winter in the spring we won't go to the higher elevations because snow can just make an easy trail pretty, pretty treacherous depending on how it's freezing and melting during the day and the the night before the hike so um, yeah we pick and choose where we go based on the time of the year and the trail conditions but it is magical to hike in the snow we've hiked after like pretty big snowfalls and it's pretty rare that you need snowshoes because the areas we go have enough traffic that people pack it down and even if it's not packed down our guide will pack it down and as long as you're wearing waterproof hiking boots or snow boots, 
Uh, it can be a little bit more challenging to walk in the snow, but it's definitely doable and memorable. Yeah. And, and just such a different experience, you know, though it really quietens down everything and it's mm-hmm. way more serene and yeah, absolutely love winter, winter hiking too. Yeah. Um, I love it when the snow sparkles in the sunlight. Yeah, absolutely. And then just like, you know, it really thins the crowds out too. Definitely. Like you get, you know, it, it's a whole different experience. That same trail in the summer could be super swamped, but if you just layer on, throw on some extra clothes, you'll find yourself, you know, with probably like 10 or 15% of the crowds uh, in the winter. Yeah, for sure. Are and you people guys are seeing... worried about, people are worried about being cold, but when you're moving and exercising, it's pretty rare that anybody is getting cold. And the coldest days will bring the hand warmers that you can shake up and put in your gloves. And that'll help. But in general, we rarely have people that are even cold at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's absolutely right. Like you're just your hands and feet are probably the biggest thing, right? Like yeah. everything else kind of keeps, if, as long as you're moving, you're going to stay warm. Yeah. Uh, you guys are probably seeing a crazy influx in, in hiking over the past couple of years, right? Especially through last year in the Denver area. I know we were on a mountain bike ride in a, in that golden area that some of the trails that you referred to, and it was so incredibly busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you guys seeing the same kind of trend or growth in, in outdoor activities and hiking? Um, definitely there is growth, but in the group tour business, maybe not so much because of COVID. We had a, a big drop last year. Um, Airbnb experiences were put on hold from mid-March through the end of August, which was our mostly our main season. And this year things picked up, but um, not as much as you might think because I think people are still a little bit weary of travel and group activities. Sure. Yeah, makes sense. I, I didn't think about the impact of, yeah, just wanting, I think most people got out doors more maybe but within their own pod or their group or individually possibly yeah um when you do see you know i i love that you're offering new beginners um to hiking and just new to the outdoors mostly right like they're not just new to hiking they're just new to outdoor recreation Um, are you guys seeing a great impact What, what i love about the guided aspect is you have the opportunity to guide the person not just about um, the activity of hiking and nature and everything else, but also some leave no trace principles or other things that impact or that come with overuse of these outdoor recreation areas. Uh, what are some of the things that you would share with new beginners uh, to the outdoors that could help protect the places that we love for longer periods of time and make sure that mm-hmm. we don't love them to death? Are there some key things that come to mind that you see around Denver or when you're out on trails that you'd like to share with people? Yeah, well, we definitely do talk about leave no trace and that's about taking only photos and leaving only footprints. People often want to take rocks with them. And I I discourage that because even though it doesn't seem like you're taking much, if hundreds of people a day are taking rocks, that's hundreds of thousands throughout the year. And it definitely can create an impact. And then uh, um, we also see a lot of trash on the trail and every couple of months I'll take a trash bag and rubber gloves and do a little trash pickup during our hike. And that's always a good thing. And then we also talk about forest bathing, which is 
when you are, well, people go forest bathing and it's, it doesn't usually involve hiking because you would be staying in one place in the forest, but on our hikes, we'll take a little break and spend some time connecting with nature with each of our five senses. And um, so we'll, we'll spend about 30 seconds connecting with nature with our sense of sight our sense of smell, hearing, uh, touch, and then we don't really do taste, but if people have snacks that they wanna eat, they can taste nature too. Um, but I think that really helps people respect nature more. Not, oftentimes it's just kind of ignored in their lives when people are used to just connecting with technology and going from home to work, to the car, to a restaurant, and they don't really, Think too much about nature and they don't really feel the respect for it but after spending some time in Colorado and really connecting with nature and feeling the benefits of it feeling that that you're healthier and happier after spending some time outside uh, I think that is just in turn going to make people love nature more and take better care of it yeah that that is so on point about I don't think you can learn to love something or learn to take care of something until you love it. And taking just, even if it's just a couple minutes to appreciate the silence and the smells and the fresh, clean air, you, you know, we take these things for granted or not even realizing that you're missing it, right? Like if you live in a city and you've never been to a forest, you have no idea what clean air feels like. Like you just yeah. think that's air and it's clean enough, but right. seeing the blue skies and smelling smelling, you know, the trees and nature when you're out, it's, it's hard to describe, but yeah. I'm glad you guys take the moment uh, whenever you can to try to pause and reflect on those senses. That's so cool. We just did this like two days ago and nice. Julie and I were both just like, oh my God, we love hiking. It, mm -hmm. We literally just kept saying it for like the whole hike and how different it is than just. Yeah, and how uh, good you feel afterwards, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just disconnecting just for a couple minutes. Uh, and there's very few things that kind of offer that. Right. So really glad that you do that. And then um, thanks for sharing the pack in, pack out, you know, the principles. And there's just, I think there's some things that we can all do as outdoor industry uh, at Trip Outside and different um, places, just sharing things that just aren't common knowledge, like cutting trail, um, don't cut switchbacks and little things like that, that just seems like common sense. Like when, where, after you've been doing it for a while, it seems common sense. But when you're new, you're like, well, there's a shortcut. I can just hike through the woods here. Like, why can't I do that? But again, like your point about if thousands of thousands of people do that over time, that really changes your experience and ruins the way the trail was intentionally built to drain water or uh, protect it and not make it seem overused. So right. I really appreciate the, the guided experience. And we'll continue to do more education and awareness about those principles and uh, but not let that from keeping people to getting outside and trying things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also like with social media and how connected everybody is with technology. Um, I think a lot of people have learned to boost their serotonin or like get excited by like likes on social media and things that really aren't that healthy, but um, to learn to like have your mood boosted by spending time in nature is just, so healthy for everybody. That doesn't make a lot of money, Robin. That does not. <laughs> <laughs> it 
The trees don't care. <laughs> I think that people are more productive in their jobs where they're making money if they yes. spend more time in nature. Hey, at least they're happier and less cranky and just makes a better world to live in. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, so what do you... Um, what do you think is like the future for uh, you guys? Are you going to continue to keep stay local? Or are you thinking about expanding to new areas? Um, and then with the with the guides, like are you going to, you know, you do I think like some of them, and then you guys just try to optimize like however many customers you have, and you can always find new guides. Yeah, I have a handful of guides that uh, let that love to do this part-time and I have a scheduling software that people can request shifts when they see one's open and I always talking back and forth with the guides to schedule them uh, and make it work well for them and as far as the future um, I've, I'm kind of over the um, hustling <laughs> I uh, am more in the phase of and enjoying the business and not wanting more and more and more. So I'm pretty happy with our small scale where we are right now and would love to continue doing it how we are doing it. And I'm not trying to grow into other locations, but I'm not opposed to it. Uh, and I'm not trying to like get a bunch of tour buses or vans. I don't wanna be in the transportation business. I, I like how we're low key and carpool with each other. So there's always coordination on driving. But, um, yeah, it's it's like a laid back tour company that uh, is very personable. And I think if we are trying to grow bigger and bigger, we're gonna lose that. And uh, at this point, I'm not trying to grow bigger and bigger. I love that about the outdoor industry most most outfitters we talk to have shared that uh, mindset and i love that that it's not just about growth and how much more we can do it's you know you're in it because you love uh, getting outdoors too and having balanced life and being able to you know love what love what you do and love your life and not let that turn into another thing that you're trying to run away from i love that thanks well that's awesome so uh you can find Robin and hiking in the Rockies on trip outside. You can search for them on trip outside or hiking in the Rockies.co. Is that right? Do you mind sharing your social yeah. and your, your websites? Yep. You were you correct with hiking in the Rockies.co. And then we have Instagram and Facebook. Instagram is just hiking in the Rockies and same with Facebook. Awesome. Well, I wanted to ask you just a, a couple of questions about just getting started. If someone's feeling inspired, they're like, hey, I want to take people hiking. Um, what do you think are some of the steps or, you know, whatever experience they might be passionate about? What do you think are some of the steps for new businesses or individuals that want to get started in the outdoor business that maybe you didn't see coming in the beginning or best practices, whether it is uh, maybe permits or online scheduling or software, if there's anything that you could leave us with. Uh, so if someone's wants to improve their business or wants to start from scratch, um, what would you, what would you share with them? Well, there's a lot of opportunities out there like Airbnb and TripAdvisor. And I believe trip outside as well. 
that let you get started with very low overhead. So um, I would say try it out and you know take step by step and write down your goals, what you want to be doing and the steps that you need to take to get there. And um, don't let the challenges stop you. Part of growing a business is solving problems day after day. And solving problems doesn't have to be a roadblock. It can be part of the fun. So um, yeah, I would just encourage people to start small and see where it goes. That's a true entrepreneur. I can tell you've had so many businesses. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you've learned through experience. Uh, but uh, are there permits required for taking someone hiking or in, uh, I'm sure it's very limited to like, or very localized by where you are. So it's not yeah, very it you know, advised. All the trails are managed by different entities. So you would need a permit if you're guiding in national parks, you need a permit if you're guiding in the national forest. And then some of our hikes are done in Jefferson County open space. So we have a permit with them. And, and then you can also be a certified guide where you um, go through a certification process. We don't require to be a certified guide, but I do require that my guides have plenty of hiking experience and wilderness first aid training, CPR training. So yeah, lots of different levels that you can get to as far as how, um, yeah, just how far you want to go in into the system. Okay. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I think uh, those are all very helpful. Um, is there anything that you wanted to share that we didn't get to um, about hiking in the Rockies or getting outdoors? Mm, yeah, I think that so many people just are on their phones and computers so often and like the core of who we are as humans is more connected with nature than it is with technology. So the more time you spend in nature, the more balanced and centered you can be and the more in touch with your soul. And uh, I just think there's just so many benefits to spending more time in nature. So I encourage everybody to get out there as often as they can. That was so incredibly sad. I could not tell that. What a great place to leave it. Thank you so much for joining me today, Robin. Thank I you, hope Rachel. you've inspired a lot of people to get outside more, whether they've never tried it before um, or if they are already getting outside more, but or already used to getting outside, but maybe get caught up in working and overworking and being on our phones and being on tech. I, I so love that message that uh, I think I'm going to go for a hike after this. Good. <laughs> hey, well, thanks again. Uh, we can't wait to come hike with you. Hopefully we're coming through Denver at some point and get out and explore something together. Awesome. Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Trip Outside podcast. If you enjoyed the conversation, let us know in the comments on Apple Podcasts. Share it with your friends and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you felt inspired to travel, you can support the show by booking your next trip on tripoutside.com, the easiest way to book human-powered outdoor adventures.